Welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. I'm Joey Roberts. The fact that we're not going to lower the quality so that we can make money. Our competitors have, um, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but there's a reason we're more expensive because of the nature of our ingredients and where we source them from and how much more effective they are. We're not going to be the same as them and lower our price point just to, you know, that's working backwards. Yenny Bernard, welcome to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Yenny started selling on Amazon in 2015 and you eventually grew and found your way to seven figures and then you expanded to other countries. We're going to get into the good, the bad, and the better of how to sell over seven figures on Amazon. Welcome. Thank you. Sounds fun. Now let's jump into what do you think it was that was able to get you from $10,000 a month, which is kind of a standard place that many Amazon sellers get to, right? Generating $10,000 a month. What was the shift you had to make to get over $10,000 per month? It's a great question. Um, basically, in short, finding the right niche, the right products, um, something that I cared about um, and could really invest my, honestly, um, it may sound corny, but like heart, spirit, and soul into and really care about expanding. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is it wasn't until you either changed products or shifted your mindset around what you were selling that you could give your business the boost that it needed. So tell me about the first few products you sold, because if I'm getting your story right, you had a couple products and you weren't hitting your goals and then you did have to shift. So let's start at kind of the first couple products. Okay, we'll go right back there. Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty funny story. So I was in that first wave when Amazon selling really became a thing back in like 215. Um, you know, I took a course, learned the basics, was like, sounds great. Um, I really wanted to obviously get out of a day job, become my own boss, all, you know, all of that. I really wanted to do something. So uh, like many others, I, you know, I found a simple product in China to private label and uh, launched it over a Christmas period, which, you know, over Christmas, it did great. Come January, it completely flopped. Um, you know, it was just, it was an inundated product that I hadn't done even proper, you know, my research was even a little bit wrong on the product and that anyway, that one failed. So then I was like, okay, dust myself off, pick myself up, try something else. That's, that's the kind of person I am. So why did you try again? Like after that one didn't work? Because I, I had a lot of friends who were succeeding mm. and who helped me and picked me up and, uh, Amazon mentors. And because I learned from the experience and knew what I did wrong. So I was like, you know, I, uh, whenever you have something negative happen, the way to use it is like, okay, how do I turn this into lemonade? Like, okay, good. What can I do now? I like it. Yeah. You learn from your mistakes. Same thing for me. My 2017 product flopped and I learned. Okay. So then you learned that didn't work. And what did you do? So then I was like, okay, let's uh, let, let's research this again and look at this again. Then I went into a coffee product 
um, basically almost uh, like a Keurig product, um, where I found a manufacturer that was actually just launching something that hadn't really hit the Amazon market yet, this version of it. So I was like, oh, this is exciting. This could be great, you know. And I, you know, created a really fun coffee label and I'm really into coffee. I mean, who isn't? It was just like, it was really fun for me. I thought this would be great. So we launched it and our numbers were good. We were hitting strong. We were the first ones out there with this version. And for the first month or two, it was great. We were seeing big numbers, you know, getting good reviews. It was, it was you know, it was that real uh, honeymoon period of launching a product. Then two things happened. Uh, we had it at a, a pretty good price that made us good money. But then when other, obviously, a bunch of competitors hit the market, you're starting to fight your way down because they came in way lower than us. Um, and then you're, you're having pricing issues. We had a horrible hit of um, negative reviews. I'm talking like 10 a day. Oh, it was no. An it was an attack, like a real full-on planned attack. Amazon wouldn't do anything about it. They wouldn't take them down. Half of them we knew were bogus because they weren't even tr like remotely true. Oh. Um, so that obviously helped kind of tank it. And then, not to make matters worse, we got contacted by, um, on a patent issue. And it was basically you sign a legal contract that you basically give $3 of each item to us or you don't sell anymore. So... We did end up doing that for a little while. We're like, okay, it's better selling it all than not. But then okay. just, between that and the negative reviews and the competition, it just tanked. And I was like, I don't want to play this game. And I was having a hard time. I really was because I wanted to carry on. I wanted to really master this Amazon thing. And I was good at it. But I was a little bit weighed down. And I realized I needed a partner. And I needed a brand that was my own or my own with somebody that I could really care about basically. Yeah. Well, that is a lot to go from your first product did well at Christmas that tanks. And then your second product that you're excited about. And obviously you were doing something right that time because you got a lot yeah. of attention. You got we people did. who wanted to give you negative reviews. And then somebody was like, Hey, I have this patent on that and you're infringing on it. Yep. What did you learn about, the patent like what what lesson can you share with anybody who is selling or looking to sell on the patent stuff um definitely do your research um i'm a very excitable person i'm very much like let's go let's do this and you know while that can be a good thing sometimes in many ways you also need to have that person or that mindset of like okay i'm building a business a brand a long, a long term strategic plan involves not getting attacked legally if you can avoid it, you know, doing things right from the beginning, even if it may be the more expensive route, don't cut those corners. You know, I, I didn't do intentionally anything wrong. Sure. But I never even looked at it. You know, I was like, I should have. I mean, it was a correct product. I really should have looked. At it. Yeah, well, and it that does make sense. Um, you know, I, I'm an Amazon coach and when I run trainings and it has to do with compliance and patents, like 10% of the people who normally show up, if it's like a marketing or a list building or, or optimization, 
show up. And those trainings are one of the most important, but I totally see why it's like, eh, that's not really what I want to learn about today, but it is, it's a huge lesson. So, So I really appreciate you being open and sharing that with us. Absolutely. All right, let's get to the good stuff. So you, you left off your story at you wanted to find a partner. So those were the failures. So then, yeah, I stepped aside a little bit and was doing a few other things here and there. And a very close friend of mine who was, um, he is a leading holistic dentist in Los Angeles. Um, we were at dinner one night and he said, you know, I have a product on Amazon. Why don't you come step in and work with us? And I was like, you know, I don't know. I'm a little kicked back on this whole Amazon thing. I really, you know, I don't know. At first I was a bit like, you know, I, I've been kicked in the teeth. Um, yeah. And there was that little bit of, you know, fear. But then, uh, and he's a really um, incredible product creator. And his product was what really drew me in um, because I had actually tried the product and it had done wonders for me. And I was like, oh, this is an amazing product. Like it really helps people and can heal people and can preventatively, uh, you know, do things for you that I've never seen before, you know? Can you say uh, the product? Now, now sure. I might have to buy it. Um, yeah. So our brand is uh, Great Oral Health. And the first product he launched was a oral probiotic. So uh, a regular probiotic, as we all know, sends wonderful bacteria to your gut and balances out your gut and, you know, microbiome, we call it. Now, an oral probiotic, it was designed to basically make healthy teeth and mouth. So prevent cavities, handle bad breath any kind of gum issues. And I, for example, had bleeding gums. And within four months, that never occurred again. Wow. Can this be for children? It's impossible to get my five-year-old to brush his teeth. Yep. We have a children's oral probiotic, a strawberry vanilla. That's awesome. Okay. He does brush his teeth, but not up to my standards, I'll say. Same with my three-year-old. I mean, it's hard with the the real little ones, you know, and that's uh, exactly. So we have two adult versions, a a kid's version, And we have, you know, the stories we have on our reviews, they literally melt my heart. Sometimes kids, it also helps with immunity. So ear, nose, throat issues. Some people like, you know, for once my kid hasn't been sick in a month or in a year. I mean, like, it's like, it can do some really great things. So that was like the brand you were looking for because it was like passion. Yeah, it was kind of an amazing kismet um, thing because I was really looking for my next sort of game in life or thing to do. And he kind of approached me and pulled me in and said, Hey, come, come manage this thing for me. Cause he still, he works full time at the dental office. He, he launched it, had someone helping him, but that person clearly needed some help. Um, and I come from a strong marketing and sales background. So he, he offered that to me and I said, okay, I'll give this a shot, but you know, let's see. <laughs> Six years later, um, that was kind of the first art and it's our hero product, but, um, yeah, they were doing about, you know, maybe eight, 9,000 a month already when I walked in, um, on just that one product. And that was on Amazon or in their store? On Amazon. Very okay. little on their store, maybe two or 3,000 on Shopify. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So you end up partnering and mm-hmm. what was your key role then? Because 
if they were around just under 10,000 a month and now you guys are huge, like what was your role of partnering with them to develop and grow the this entire line that is now you know wonderful brand and you've gone global? Yeah, we have. Um so I stepped in um really to take the reins on marketing, optimization, establishment, all kinds of things. You know, um, the uh, my business partner who was uh, helping him, you know, he did a great job just launching it and getting it on. And honestly, with very bad packaging, very little on the listing, it was doing a, a really decent amount because it was a good product. But, um, you know... I, I, my strong suits are organization and there were, you know, things to handle on inventory. There were things to handle on optimizing the listings on the PPC. The PPC was very minimal. Um, I, you know, put in some, some basic software just to really pump that up and manage the PPC. And it started just sort of incrementally growing from, from there, at least up to the like 50, 60 mark. Um, and there we really started looking at, Okay, what are we doing with our brand? Yes, and this is a perfect storm of the right product and somebody who hasn't done a lot. And there you were, and you had taken your an Amazon selling program. So you actually could look at that from the view of somebody who'd gone through a course and you know, had gotten education of selling on Amazon and apply that pretty quickly, your skills that you learned to a brand that was actually more of a right fit for you to apply your skills to. And one thing I do want to say while we're talking about this is to anybody who is struggling to get past that $10,000 mark, the first product you sell does not define you. And Yenny, you're such a great example of this. No, definitely does not. So with the experience you had selling and you knew, okay, get the listing in order, we're going to get the inventory, we're going to get, you know, not, I don't want to say, let's call it the fundamentals of selling. And now you're starting to scale. And I know that feeling when you start to see like you're approaching $100,000 a month because it's an exciting feeling, but it's also a little bit scary. What was that like for you? Yeah, we were kind of trying to find our feet because we were also mid, uh, you know, we launched uh, accompanying products over those years. Um, and that was sort of part of that growth also is we launched um, another uh, dental product, uh, basically a tooth and gum oil for gum health that is like a mouthwash and all kinds of things. And then we went into a very, very advanced toothpaste product. And that was all kind of at the same time as we were growing the one product, the key thing was actually a brand, a product line. You know, if you get focused on only one product, there's only so far you can go. There's only so many search terms, only one pond. And you're, you've got competition. You've got, you don't want to just be, you know, totally upside down and not making any, any money and paying so much PPC and advertising on one thing. You have to build. A brand. So that's where we were really looking at, okay, we've got to build this entire product line, a holistic oral health, oral health line. Yes. And that is exactly correct. You built this entire line and the more products you added, how were sales going with those products? 
Yeah, so they, they were going very well. Um, uh, you know, while the oral probiotics are still our hero product, oh, okay. um, the other products were, you know, significantly doing really well. The toothpaste, you know, we only really launched that about two years ago. We've come out with variations. We're about to launch a kid's toothpaste. Um, it is a superior product. It really is. Um, and uh, a very natural superior product, should I say. I mean, you think toothpaste, you're like, you know, a Colgate white, you know, toothpaste for $5. Our toothpaste costs $17 a tooth. Oh, okay. And yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, it's worth it. We source our type of hydroxyapatite from uh, Spain. We have 21 natural ingredients that are, anyway, I'm not trying to pitch my product. My point actually is that what was exciting about this was actually how good these products were. And so that, you know, you're exchanging something with the public that really can do something good. I mean, I'm not saying every product has to be that, but for me, that was key. And when you're building a brand, you're, you're, outlining the difference between building a brand and a business that can grow yes. versus just selling products on Amazon. And there is a difference in standing behind your ingredients. And I love that price point. I'm a huge fan of not racing to the bottom with price and standing behind yeah. the quality of your product. We refuse to do it because, it, and it's not even just, it's not about margins. Of course we need to make money. That's what a business is, but it's about, the fact that we're not going to lower the quality so that we can make money. Our competitors have, um, I'm not going to get into the details of it, but there's a reason we're more expensive because of the nature of our ingredients and where we source them from and how much more effective they are. We're not going to be the same as them and lower our price point just to, you know, that's working backwards. Exactly. So we keep talking about branding. Can you give me some like tactics and strategies and things you've done to get the word out about your brand and to let people know about this brand? And what's it called again? Greater health? Great oral health. Great oral health. I said yeah. greater health. Great oral Most health. People think it's greater oral health. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Yeah. So a key thing actually also for our expansion that happened right when we when we bounced from like a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand is we did a full rebranding. Um, we redid our logo, we redid our packaging, and we went really high end and premium. It really showed it was a dentist created product. And it really, we took the time and money. And when I say money, we put money into this branding. We hired mm -hmm. a company that did a stellar job, not just, you know, and, 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 and nothing to like, you know, say anything about lesser people, but we, they did surveys. They looked at market analyses and like they really, they presented us with six different options. And then we came out with this beautiful packaging that was so far superior that it jumps out on the Amazon page and on the honestly e-commerce page so much that that helps double our sales alone. So you say you put 25 grand into a rebrand, which we did it, came back a hundredfold with what it helped us create um, to show we are expensive for a reason. You know, this is, this is why we are what we are. And that rebranding was a huge source um, of our growth. Yes. If you're going to have an expensive product, the perception of your product must be that it is for the people who 
or your target to spend the money. It is not for everyday, you know, brushing your teeth, people who, do, who don't even know about oral health. It It is above and beyond. Yes, perception is a big part of selling and marketing, but it's it's a reflection of your brand. 100%. That's a great tip. I really, really like that. Um, now, how did you like cultivate the brand identity? Like what was it where you were like, we're going to make this brand stand out to be a premium holistic dental brand? And then did you have to create like higher price point products or what'd you do? I mean, we're still rolling that. Honestly, that question is a great question. We're still going through really identifying that we're taking on a whole other brand expansion team to help us. And I guess that's where I'll mention the other source of our really big growth was taking on professionals in each department and area that really knew what they were doing. So we took on my business partner and I were so involved in day-to-day Amazon cases, shutdowns, you're a pesticide, all the things that Amazon can throw at you, you know, that take your time to make sure your business isn't getting shut down. Um, and not to sound negative, but you do go through these things, you know, yeah. there are a lot of rules. You need to stay compliant. You're learning. Suddenly you realize, oh, there's something wrong with my skew. I have to reprint this skew. You know, we were so knee deep in all of that we had to pull out to be able to expand the brand so we hired a very good amazon management team um and that was also a huge cause of our growth because we were then able to step back and really look at brand expansion marketing seo um google to our amazon store programs all these different things that if you're so involved in the day-to-day cases customer service etc you can't even spend time to do. It is hard. I was in pesticide jail too. And <laughs> it's like, what? I, I had to laugh. I was like, it's an oral probiotic. How does this relate? Because we had the word bacteria in our listing and we we're like, okay, all right, we'll take it down. Yes. But you had, I had to do the, I was not a pesticide. I was selling nothing that had to do with pesticides, but it was like a trigger word that got me in pesticide jail. But I had to do that course to get out of it. Well, our team ended up doing that. I didn't have to do it myself. (laughs) Now I know all about pesticides for no reason. Yeah. So all of these things and um, honestly, constant optimization, you know, Amazon is a beast that develops and changes every month. And uh, you know, if you're not going to stay on top of it and manage all your own Amazon, you have to bring on help, whether it's a team or one person or, you know, so that you can step out, be the um, executive of the brand and really expand it. Yes. And that is where you're growing to be a company because then you looked at selling, you were already selling on your website, but you are selling, not only do you go global, but you sell on Walmart, correct? Yeah. So kind of around the same time, uh, actually, first we went into the UK, uh, which was not an easy task. You know, you have to get the VAT, the legals, the bank account, this, that. We had a, you know, a fortunate position that my business partner has a uh, a home in Europe and, you know, was able to go there and establish our business there. And then we were able to launch in the UK thinking, oh, we'll do a few numbers there. We do very well in the UK. 
Um, we do very good numbers. We do, you know, almost 50,000 there. Um, and uh, it's growing, growing, growing. And uh, we're looking, you know, working on going into Europe. We've gone into Australia only a couple of months ago, and that's going very well, uh, doing that FBM. And then right around the same time, we did get accepted to go on Walmart, uh, which actually goes, um, it's connected to our Shopify. We're not actually like, um, it's called WFS, but FBA with them yet. Okay. Um, yeah. We are actually mid doing that process, which should also shoot those sales way up. Because uh, right now we're fulfilling through our website. But yeah, we got accepted in Walmart, do pretty well there. And our Shopify uh, and uh, is, 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 you know, kind of getting getting prepared to really scale here. But that's the beast we're still really trying to tackle now. That's really great. Well, congrats on this quick expansion. And what tips do you have for specific, like to sellers who want to diversify their sales channels, who are probably already selling on Amazon and maybe have a website? Um, first, really decide, I think, what your end game is and where you want to go. You know, are you you know, are you going to build that exact brand? Uh, where do you want to take it? What is it you're trying to deliver in the end game? Because I feel then, then you can work backwards and really go, okay, what products can I add to my product line that, you know, uh, will help expand this product line? What, um, what can I diversify into to, yeah, to really grow it? I think you really do have to work backwards that way. We've always had very specific goals in mind you know, a $50, $100 million company going completely global. We have a mission statement of, you know, like we want to, um, you know, create healthy smiles across the world uh, and and just help families preventatively so they don't have to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars on dental treatment when they get older or lose their teeth or have horrible breath or, you know, other health problems related to, not having good dental health. So we have a very exact mission statement. So that was easy to build backwards from in terms of how to create our entire brand and all the other products we want to roll out. We're going to roll out a whitening product. We're going to, but all connected to our brand. We're not just trying to look at what's ranking well and copy that. What can you bring to the table that's different? That is to me a really key thing in today's Amazon market because just trying to find something that's already selling well and sell that again, that's fine. That's a strategy. But to me, I'd rather play a different game. I think that's what wins right now, especially with the way, you know, the questionable economy is playing a different game is, is what wins and not being afraid to try something new and different. Exactly. That's, 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 that's exactly right. Um, and it can be an adventure and sometimes you may fail sometimes, you know, but, but if you keep going and you pick yourself up and honestly, if you find the right teammates or somebody to work with you, um, I think you can really go somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And it is getting around the right people and figuring it out. And I love that you at first jumped out and was like, Hey, I need help. I'm going to get a coach and a mentorship. And then you grew your business and now you're still looking for the right Amazon partners and you worked hard to find some because you said you outsource PPC, you found a branding company, like you went and found other strengths to build your business up. 
Correct. And, you know, as you, you're scaling, you're able to, you know, financially do that. And um, we just keep putting back into the business to grow it further and further and further and further. Um, and that's just really, honestly, in terms of growth, what you have to do to a, a big extent. Yes, that is true. You got to keep putting money in. Take a little out for yourself, I hope. Without you got to pay yourself. <laughs> yes, we do do that. <laughs> Yeah. So earlier we talked about customer reviews with the second product you launched in the coffee category and you were getting negative customer reviews. You kind of got attacked. So with this brand, I imagine you're getting, you know, good reviews and feedback, which is so important for growing. So So how do you maintain your, the positive reputation? Fantastic customer service. So um, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of the um, the nature of our brand can be very tricky because it requires a lot of education to do it right. So just like how somebody will want to lose like 50 pounds overnight, they want to have superior white teeth and everything changed right away. Same, but, I do too. <laughs> and it would be wonderful if you could take a pill that doesn't hurt you, that suddenly, you know, changes everything. That's not how the body works, right? So if you've spent years messing up your oral health, eating sugary foods, letting things kind of go downhill, there's a, you know, what's called a bacterial balance in your mouth, and it takes time to really rebalance. So we, we're we very upfront that our product takes three to six months, the probiotics at least, to actually really fully do their job. And we're very clear about that. We offer a lot of help. We have a free ebook we send people um, to really help educate them and help them. I have our customer service always replace things if anything's broken, they don't like it. I let them refund things or try another product. I go that far that I'm like, okay, like somebody will come with horrendous halitosis, right? I go and they come in, they're like, I'm sorry, this product I've been using it for three months, it's really not helping me. I'm like, okay, first of all, I really do encourage you to keep trying. Here's a free bottle. Also, I want to add a bottle of our instant, our more Insta helping product, the Aura Restore Oil that you can use daily. Um, I go I go quite above and beyond for my customers. And that gives us a really big step up on the review side to balance out any obviously negative reviews, which tend to come from not using the product long enough, not using it right, um, or just personal taste. They hated the taste or something. There's little we can do about that. Sure. And when I hear three to six months, I'm like, for Amazon, subscribe and save. That is a goldmine. That's exactly true. And that I'm really glad you bring that up because we started concentrating Uh, as part of our growth, really heavily on subscription campaigns. And now we have well over 6,000 subscribers. Um, And we are just going up and up and up and up. And we, you know, that's a huge part of our business. And we know it's there and we have, you know, these loyal subscribers and growing your subscriptions, if you can, is just so important. You're exactly right. Yes. Subscribe and save is... Awesome. And it's a great product. So people should subscribe and save. Correct. And, uh, you know, uh, that's what we want because it isn't a product you should ever really stop taking. You can take much less less of it once your problems are resolved. But we 
we actually intend for them to stick with us forever, you know? Yes. And I like that you think about this brand beyond just being an Amazon seller, even though you set out to sell on Amazon. But I mean, I'm interviewing you. You're a very successful Amazon seller, but it's more about your customers that have made your brand successful. And you also sell the majority of your profits on Amazon. Exactly. I mean, Amazon obviously has it's such a huge platform that if you're not selling there as anyone that sells anything, well, you should be. Having said that, there is an Amazon pond. There's only so many search terms for a certain thing. If you're going to make people aware of your brand, you do have to consider it as your business, your brand going outside externally to other avenues. If you want to, you know, there's the strategy of getting into stores. There's this wholesale. We uh, concentrate also on dental offices. We sell via dentists to other customers. You know, that is a public that we have. And that is one of the key things is really identifying who you're selling to and how you can get to those people globally. Great advice. Yes, exactly. And I am so thrilled to hear your entire journey of not quitting. And now you're just on top and you're pushing forward despite any of the challenges you faced and you're doing so well. And congrats on a wonderful brand and finding all the right partners. Thank you very much. I had a lot of help. Yes. Well, you know, we all got to help each other. That's one of the reasons I have this podcast. I love helping people because I saw my success on Amazon and then so many people were like, oh, Amazon, I've thought about selling. I thought if you're even thinking about selling, you should give it a shot, but it's not easy. And that's why I like hearing your your story because everybody thinks we're just like born successful Amazon sellers. Like I came out with this like awesome store built. No, you obviously did something very right, but I, I, I'm, I'm a very upfront person. I mean, I'm German raised in England and I'm very honest with people. I'm like, this is not, you know, at first a lot of Amazon sellers were like, oh, well, this is like no work. You, you, you do what? An hour of emails a day and that's your, I'm like, oh no, I, I, I work hard. Yes, I have my own schedule. I have my own business. I love it. But it's also hard work. And there are, like any business, there are problems. There are things you have to overcome. There are frustrations. But but that's why you have to decide where you're going to go from the beginning, because then you can. You can absolutely make it. Yes. And you are proof. And I'm proof, too. And if anybody is thinking, yeah, exactly. We did it. Come on. And you're a working mom. You have a three-year-old, and you get to spend more time with her. That's right. And it's one of the reasons I did it. I wanted to be able to have this kind of lifestyle and, you know, take days off to go to Disneyland here and there if I wanted to. (laughs) Well, Yenny, is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we say goodbye? Um, I don't think so. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate your story. Big congrats on your success. I'm going to actually go and order on the subscribe and save for your products because I want to try all of them. Oh, and... I can see the sample package. Don't have to buy them. Oh, you're sweet. And so <laughs> we'll say it again. It's great oral health. Check it out on Amazon. And Yenny, until next time, stay fearless. 
If you're already selling on Amazon or you're looking to get started and you want my help, go to amzfearless.com to book a free strategy selling session. We can see if we can help you out. That's amzfearless.com. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Fearless Sellers, the Women of Amazon podcast. Until next time, stay fearless.